Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Those Knows. This episode is being brought to you in part by our friends at Green, Hurley, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, GoPro on it, and Kona Boys. If you're ever over here on the Big Island and uh, you want to see its beautiful, amazing waters, um, make sure you guys stop by Kona Boys. They have two locations, one down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel, one down in Captain Cook. They have every single thing that you guys need to have fun in the water over here. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours, and lessons. And they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakekua Bay. So if you need rentals for boards, bikes, and boogies, and other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. They're an official retailer for Patagonia, and they also have their own cool line of super dope clothing and custom hats, and um, just go in there to their stores, tell them you heard it on Dozno's, you get 20% off on hats and activities, and uh, check them out online at KonaBoys.com, same thing, promo code Dozno's, 20% off, you're going to love these guys, Frank and Brock. They're the best. You're the best. You guys can find me on all social media, such as uh, on Instagram, Doze Knows Podcast, and Dozer Dave on Facebook at Dozer Dave Barnett, and Doze Knows Podcast on Twitter, uh, Dozer Dave Knows. And uh, all you can always go to my website, dozenose.com, where you can get a more in-depth look at our guests. Also, listen to the podcast, see pictures, links to their websites and social media, um, links to our direct links to our sponsors that will give you uh, really killer deals and let you see what's going on on their websites and uh, all just all kinds of good fun in there. Um, speaking of good fun, I had fun this last week. Um, Tavana came back. You guys remember Tavana from a couple of weeks ago. He did another show here on the Big Island, and then I was able to grab him, bring him back to my house. We did an amazing private concert that just blew everyone out of the water. And people were just pretty much shitting their pants. It was so good. A lot of these people had never heard of Tavana, and, and he was so badass. And I was, I'm still on the high from that. It was just so much fun. But the cleaning of my house afterwards for days just was, ah, it was crazy. Uh, but speaking of crazy, man, I have a really cool guest. I uh, interviewed him a couple of months ago. It was a... Uh, it was, let's see, the beginning of June. I just happened to go down. Well, I didn't just happen to go. I went to my son's graduation. And I'm sitting in the front row, and they introduce the guest speaker. And this guy comes out. And I was like, this guy's pretty cool, man. He's got a cool little vibe going on and a uh, little facial hair, you know. And, um, and he starts talking, and I was blown away by this guy's story. And I was like, man, I'd love to have this guy on the podcast. And so as I'm walking out of the uh, of the venue at the end of the night, all of a sudden there he was. So I stopped, I started talking to him, and we just hit it off. And he, he was like, dude, I would love to be on your show. So um, I got him in here the next day. And uh, this guy's name is Eric Sapperston. And let me tell you a little bit about Eric. 
He is a, a world-renowned uh, speaker, motivational speaker, an author, a film director. Um, he's chilling right now. He's from California, but he, he lives in a, like a Swiss family Robinson-style treehouse um, on a big organic farm in Maui. And he just travels the world and, and is just inspiring the world um, to live in wonder. And that's actually the name of his new book, To Live in Wonder. And this guy is such a rad dude, and he has such a rad story. Um, the amount of people that he has met on his journeys, and which he made this award-winning movie called The Journey, um, it's been pretty cool, man. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I did. Um, let's give a big warm welcome to the Doze Nose Podcast to Eric Sapperston. Welcome to the show, brother. Dude, super grateful. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, super. I'm super stoked to have you on the show, man. Um, met you yesterday, just kind of randomly. It was a, it was a big day for me, um, being a single dad, mom slash dad. Uh, you know, I got to see my son, Jacob. Uh, I'm so proud of him graduate. And uh, you were the keynote speaker. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? He's got a really cool vibe about him. And uh, you had everyone just sitting there, just, you know, at the edge of their seat. It was amazing. I never, I never heard of you. Hmm. And you have one of the most amazing journeys that you've been on. You actually had a movie, a little short movie, that won, like, uh, all kinds of awards called The Journey. I got to watch that this morning while I was doing a little research on you. And um, yeah, welcome. Honored to be here, my friend. It's a it's a treat. Thank you. It was a big day for you. Big big congratulations. It's a no easy feat to be a single dad raising a son in this world. Yeah, and to have him uh, transition from high school into the real world is a big big undertaking. And thank it you is. for all that you did to make that happen. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I sit here all the time, and I wonder, did, did I do enough? You know, um, it's it's one of those things that you're always going through. You know, could I have done more? Could I have done less? You know, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's part of life. You know, and and but seeing him right now, how how he is, he's such a strong young man. Um, I'm just so proud of him. You know, he tells me what his dreams are, and all all I can do is just try and make those things happen for him. You know, what are three of the most important values uh, you want to convey to your son? Oh my God, it's very simple. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. Straight up, it's what I've always taught him. Um, don't lie about anything. Don't cheat your way through life, through relationships. You know, um, 
anything. You know, you've got to do this all on your own. And, uh, you know, uh, I've never, I've never cheated, you know, never cheated in a relationship. I've been cheated on fucking sucks, man. But, um, and then don't steal, you know? So those are my main things. Pretty biblical things. You know, I grew up in a Christian family. Seems like, uh, those are good core guiding principles. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. How, how'd you get started here? You know, because you, I kind of heard the story last night. Um, everybody out here has never heard the story and I want them to hear this story. This is pretty friggin' amazing story, man. Uh, thank you. Um, well, well, I guess, uh, my story starts, um, I graduated from college and, um, I really hadn't ever planned to go to school. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, uh, I joked that uh, I graduated uh, from high school in the half that made the top half possible. Right. <laughs> and so I, I really, I was. That would be the bottom half, right? That, that would that would be exactly <laughs> the bottom half. I was there too. It's, I, I do. I wasn't really good at math, but I'm pretty sure that's the bottom half. Right. Um, that uh, so I you know I I I struggled when I struggled. Oh, that, that's me. I figured I'd have this thing turned off. Hey, Kevin Hibbard, you're in the middle. Uh, you're, I'm in the middle of a podcast right now, just so you know. So, yeah, yeah. Say hi to the world. Uh, okay, love you too. Bye. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I really struggled when I was younger in high school, and then when I got to college. Um, I had uh, started to excel uh, for the first time. I started to get hungry. I think a big part of that was because when I graduated from high school, I had a whole bunch of energy about who I thought I was and what the world meant and who I was going to be in the world. And I got out of high school and was very humbled that I really lacked a lot of uh, core competencies that would enable me to be really successful. So it was a, a real um, uh, time of, of of retreat and and planning another go at it and so i ended up going back to school uh to college and went with my tail between my legs and then started to really listen and learn and pay attention well you had it you had it really rough beforehand you know um i remember you telling me about your father you know um he had a stroke literally right before you were born True. My dad was a, a, a superstar um, athlete and a top executive, and had put himself through college and was, you know, the main breadwinner for his family because his father passed away early, and was just a superstar person. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and then um, when my dad was twenty-eight, he had a stroke. Mm-hmm. that left him paralyzed on the entire left side of his body. So have you ever seen somebody walking where they, their hands, one of their arms are shriveled up and they've got to drag their leg and because half of their body doesn't work. And my dad lo- lost the use of the, his left, left-hander and he lost the use of his left side of the body. So wow. not only did he have to rehabilitate and learn how to do everything with his right hand, which he had never done, just had to go through just depression and sadness and anger and frustration and just all the kinds of things that would sure. the very, he loved sports and he could never play again and he loved to work but they, because he was disabled he couldn't get a job again and so many things he had to sacrifice 
and then my mom became the main breadwinner of our family and four years later i have a brother and a sister who were older they knew him before he had the stroke i came four years after um, and so i've only known a, a father who was disabled and, and paralyzed and that definitely played a role in my development of realizing that the world owes me nothing and that really tragic things happen and not to live with any notion of a someday conversation, but to live in this moment right now, playing full out with the best tools I have and, and living life on my own terms, I guess really work. Right. The, the pain from that taught me to live life on my own terms. And that, that pushed me to be a troublemaker for a long time and trying to find my way in the world. But those same skills that seemed to be things that got me sent to the principal's office over time were the things that had me become a student body president. Mm -hmm. And so I, I learned as I went and peaked in college and, uh, was a student body president, fraternity president, resident advisor, worked on the Olympic torch crew, just a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And when it was time to graduate from college, um, my mentor who I had befriended during my college years pulled me into his office and asked me what I was doing. And I told him that I was going to, since I didn't plan to go to college anyway, that I didn't want to march off and go get a graduate degree or go get a corporate job. I figured I just excelled at something I never thought I was. I'm just going to take a year to recalibrate and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, so I told him, I said, I'm going to take a year off and um, follow the Grateful Dead and work a ski season. <laughs> and that was when the Grateful Dead we were at their peak, man. Well, they're, they're doing really great now with John Mayer. Dude, I saw, I was actually in New Mexico this year, last year. And uh, I saw John Mayer and Dead and Company with special guest John Mayer um, at Isleta Amphitheater, and it was freaking insane. He's revitalized the whole thing. It's really amazing. We've seen the show yeah. too. We went. We went early on when they just got together, and and uh, we were walking through the uh, parking lot of the scene, and. Uh, uh, Sarah, the love of my life, and I were walking, and uh, she s sees this, and we both see this at the same time. And there's a dude walking with a black T-shirt with white writing on it, and it says, "John Mayer is dead to me." <laughs> and it was just brilliant. It just seemed so wrong. I was like, "What? Oh wait, yeah, John Mayer is dead to me. He's now the." We, we were we were actually renting our car at the, <laughs> at the airport, and. Uh, uh, John Mayer, one of his pop songs were playing right. and, and it was, just, Hey, who would have thought that's the lead singer of the Grateful Dead now? Right. No, it's so amazing. You know, uh, Bill Kreutzmann, obviously. Sure. You know, yeah. he lives on Kauai. Yeah, he does. He yeah. does a show every New Year's. Good yeah. One. You got to go over there. I would love it. I get you hooked up over there. Done. We're coming. Okay. Yay. <laughs> but no, that's amazing. Cause I, uh, the first time I saw the Grateful Dead was, uh, it was back in the eighties. And, uh, I just joined the, I was in the, uh, Navy Reserve. And so it was one of those things where, you know, you go every one weekend a month, you know, and then two weeks every year. And I had to go out to Long Beach and do a little deal. Grateful Dead were there. Here I am in the military. You're not supposed to do any drugs. The first thing they said was stay away from the Grateful Dead concert. I was like, Grateful Dead? shit i'm going i convinced one of my friends to go full-on navy dudes you know in our little outfits freaking show up dude it was the best sound a little like the village people there oh my god 
in the Navy. It, no, 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 no. It wasn't like that. <laughs> but we just started eating mushrooms and smoking weed and, and, uh, it was That's awesome. America. It was awesome. That was, but that was the that was the whole premise of the dead shows, you know. For sure, that's that's awesome that uh, that you all went there. That's and we great. got busted too. They literally drug tested us the very next day, and it was like, yeah, now I'm on a drug waiver for the rest of the time I was in the Navy. Luckily, I didn't get kicked out. But anyway, what's that? Uh, something with goats, right? What's that? What's the what's the movie where the the guy that uses with oh. LSD to for the, yes, for the, yes, for the yes, military yes. guys. It's isn't it oh. Jeff Bridges? Isn't he the? It was the Jeff guy? Bridges and um, George Clooney. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. They've got the yeah. What's the? Oh, I can't think of it. <laughs> Whatever that movie is, but yeah, that's a. That was great, a goat. That was a great film. Good, good segue here. Good job. That's a, always good to bring up something you can't really deliver on. Right. I was. I was a goat. <laughs> I was one of the goats, man. Yeah, perfect. No, they, they, he would, he was using like psychedelics to help military people become more compassionate. Psychic. Yeah, they were trying to find the psychic abilities. I think. Yeah. Because they were um, trying to kill a goat with your mind, wasn't it? Yes, that's it. Killing. Mm-hmm. What is it? That's exa- that's exactly it. Whatever that is. Whatever that's. Anyway. <laughs> That was bad. bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to your Grateful Dead story. So, yeah, so I came up with this crazy notion that I was going to take a year off and follow the dead and work a ski season in Aspen. And then my mentor says, hey, I think it's really great that you're going to take a year off. Many people don't have the courage to do that. And taking a year off and you're going to have a great time. It's going to be amazing. And if you don't do something meaningful during that course of the year, it'll just be a good time. Mm -hmm. And the challenge that he gave me that day was, Hey, besides having fun, what you're already going to do, what else can you do on that trip that would provide meaning for yourself and for others? So that at the end of that year, you could have a great time and you could also forward your life in some way and maybe even forward other people's lives in the process. Mm -hmm. And so he gave me that question and that, that, that question single handedly changed the trajectory of my life. And I, I thought about what I could do to make it more meaningful and thought about a lot of things at that time around wanting to live an extraordinary life and not really sure how to create that looking at my father and how his life was more angry and disappointed that he wasn't the model that I wanted to emulate. And then being a student leader gave me access to some pretty extraordinary people, but I also got a chance to see a whole lot of people in powerful, you know, in positions of authority who weren't awesome people. So I was just looking at the world going, okay, how do I, how do I ensure my own success in this world? And then I started to look at my abilities and realizing that I've always been gregarious, always been able to communicate with lots of people. I've been inquisitive and um, using my, my, what I perceived my gifts to be and a real genuine need. I had read this quote. It said, to know the road ahead, ask those coming back. And that quote just, popped me open and I realized that 
Uh, and I shared this with my mentor that um, when I'm not following the Grateful Dead and working a ski season in Aspen, I'm going to call up some of the most powerful people in the world mm-hmm. and take them out for a cup of coffee. Really? Where would you come up with a cup of coffee? Uh, I had, as a student leader, I had built a coffee shop on my college campus mm-hmm. um, and raised student funds and then built a, a coffee shop that could be that was in the uh, arts department and we built it into the curriculum. So there was photography exhibits and one act plays and poetry slams. And we created this, this whole cafe vibe and, and coffee had kind of been my first uh, collegiate success story for me. And so coffee had been a a beautiful um, thing in my life. And I realized that the, it's just such a, a, a humble, simple, non-pretentious request Mm -hmm. that I could invite some of the most powerful people or powerful meaning and how I defined powerful was people who got up excited and went to bed fulfilled and lived extraordinary lives over decades. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with money per se. It was just had to do with influence, character, um, uh, joy for life uh, and their ability to, to make a difference in the world. Right. And looking at people like that, um, that, uh, that's who I set out to go to meet. And those are the folks that, um, that, uh, been great influencers for me. Now that list of people that you've had coffee with is quite extraordinary. Um, Bill Gates, did you ever get that one? Uh, Bill Gates, uh, we did not get Bill Gates. Um, that was one of the the great journeys for us right. that uh, we had put in a lot of work though uh well you know one of the things a couple of phrases that we've learned along the way uh could be good could be bad too early to tell right and that uh oftentimes the other thing that we learned is that going after one thing as long as we're committed and all in with everything we got going after one thing if even if we we have to go on an entire journey ups down sideways just people saying they're going to do something not doing something having to overcome fear everything just go all in on an idea and even if we don't get it the pursuit of that and the completion of not getting it would open up another door that could be the very thing we were looking for. Mm-hmm. But without completing the thing that wasn't it, the other door would never open. Sure. And you've had a lot of doors open for you. For I've been really President, blessed. President Carter? Yeah, we've met. So we didn't get to Bill Gates, but it was the funny thing about that is that we had met with President Carter. We had met with Maya Angelou. We met with Jerry Garcia. We had met with Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. We met with astronaut Kathy Thornton, who's the first woman in space. We met with... Dale Chihuly, a world-renowned glassblower. We met with the director of the FBI, Bill Sessions. The Horse Whisperer. The Horse Whisperer, Monty Roberts. Dan Millman, who wrote Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Soul. On and on and on and on and on. We met all these amazing people. And the intention of the film was to bridge a gap between young people and elders. So we... Sounds like you know more people than me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I have been really, I've, I've been really fortunate. We like to, I just, I've been in the good people business for a long sure. time and get a chance to meet good people. And you get to it's meet all people. about being a good person 
and that's what's going to attract good people right back to you and genuinely you know caring and, right and being interested and being being a, being interesting and also being interested mm-hmm. even even more importantly to be interested before being interesting right you know seeking to understand before being uh, understood right um but yeah meeting all these amazing people um the I could probably jump ahead a little bit. I think from my mentor, where I said I was going to go meet these extraordinary people and then set off on a journey to do that and didn't know if we were going to meet anybody. And then along the way, picked up three other travelers and ended up being encouraged to document our journey. And we ended up buying a video camera and learned how to use it and then figured out how to create something out of nothing and we happened to be at the beginning of the digital revolution. So we were able to get the first Panasonic three chip digital cameras. So we were pioneering with our technology and we were running gun and we just, just made it happen and ended up interviewing all these amazing people. So it ended up being four people and your dog. Uh, what, what, what kind of dog is that? A lab? Uh, golden, Retriever. golden retriever, Jack, who got all- yeah, all, all in a minivan, traveling the, the country. Minivan, no Volkswagen. A Volkswagen bus. Well, that's, yeah, that's, my bad. Last, what do you? My mean? bad. Nobody my bad. First, that is a minivan. There were no minivans even around in those days. But yes, a Volkswagen bus. Uh, Had to be tough. It, well, it was. It was a. It was a. A real journey in the sense that it was. It was an adventure. It was people who had. People who are committed to an idea with no real, um, no real security of a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. So four people dedicated their lives for four years in a VW bus, just nickel and diamond and bubble gum and shoestring and an idea with many twists and turns and no, nobody coming in saying, Hey, we'll write you a big check. And you know, you, you won. It took, um, ultimately it took, uh, 10 years to develop the, the assets. So four years on the road. And at the end of that, we had met all these amazing people and then ended up getting a development deal with Disney. And then Disney said, we think what you've done is, you know, incredible and we want to turn it into a, a feature film. But before we turn it into a feature film, let's, uh, let's give you a little bit of money and you make a short film first. Cause you guys, right. we don't know who you are and what you're really capable of. So make a short film and show us that you got something. And then if you do, we'll make it into a feature. So we made a short film that was 13 minutes and we took that and we sold it at Sundance to one of the, uh, big buyers at that time who were buying up short films for the digital revolution that we now know. And we were, early on uh, um, a win in that category and they put it out into the world and our short film became one of the highest uh, ranked short films in the world at that time. Really, And that gave us the credibility to then make it into a feature. And then we made it into a 90 minute feature film that we uh, world premiered at South by Southwest and it won South by Southwest. We were wow. this, no one ever heard of us. And our film was um, a very, um, a new category was emerging for, from us. We, there was, there wasn't films like usually there's, there's documentaries and now there's tons of them like ours. But at the very beginning, there was either feature films that were in theaters or there was a documentary, but the documentaries would be some expose on some criminal activity or sure. drug use under a bridge. We had shot 
all this footage of four people going on a journey, um, learning and struggling and bumping up against our greatest fears as we pulled together as a team to interview iconic legends and then go interview a whole bunch of young people in the streets and ask young people, what are you struggling with? How can we be of service? What, what questions, if you had any to people who were at the top of the food chain, how, you know, what would you ask? And then we took all this, uh, uh, information and, and, and desire and question asking from the youth of our country and then went to the top of the food chains and met all these amazing people and asked them to share their wisdom based on what we were gathering. And so we became a conduit between these two groups. And right. so the, 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 the dialogue that exchanged was, was phenomenal. Um, and then in our pursuit to do this, uh, we kept asking young people, who should we go interview? And people would tell us who we should go interview. We'd be like, awesome, we didn't even know that person existed. And then we'd go get that person and go interview them. And you asked about um, Bill Gates. We had we had gone all the way across the country from the south all the way to the Pacific Northwest. And we were on a mission to get that guy. Right. And we camped out at the office and we wrote letters and we you know, just did everything. We probably jumped through a thousand hoops only to be denied. We went to the gates of gates and got denied. And then, uh, it just came right here. Cause Paul Allen was right. I, I, I heard that. I heard <laughs> that, but uh, yeah, not anymore though. But. Uh, so we got denied by, by Gates and, and at the time felt like complete failures. It was really funny if we think about it. We met, we met all these amazing, iconic people, sure. yet we couldn't get the one that we said we were going to get. So we all felt like we had failed. And then we had spent the night in our bus at a residence in parking lot. Because if we figured out that if we stayed in the parking lot, we could get up in the morning and time it and get the free continental breakfast. <laughs> and so we stayed at the the residence in, and we were in there getting breakfast. And actually, at that that point, we started doing that, and then residence in became a sponsor. So by that point, we were legitimately in the. They gave us rooms by then, but That's we, so we started good. off uh, camping in their parking lot. Well, it had to be tough. Just you know, four of you guys and a dog stuck in a van cruising all over the place with no money okay how were you guys generating money uh it well we started off by selling sexy kind grilled cheese sandwiches made with love for one dollar off our coleman stove at rest stops really that's that we would pull into a rest area and set up our bus and then just jam tunes and talk to people who were coming in to go to the bathroom and they would see us out there selling these sexy kind grilled cheese sandwiches and people would say, what are you doing? And we'd explain to them that we were traveling and calling up really extraordinary people and taking them out for coffee and how this is how we're funding our trip. And then people would give us way more money than our sandwiches were worth. Right. You you can't really do that these days because apparently rest stops are like, um, and especially call it sexy kind grilled cheese. I think like, we. Uh, I, what was that movie that? Um, oh, it's it's supposedly like a gay pickup place now. The rest stops are. Did not know that. Did not know that. Um, I didn't. I, we we did many things. How I Met Your Mother. Mother. What was that guy's name? Oh. Oh, Mike. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Anyway, I'm just changing. I'm 
you know. Anyway, you can't do that these days. Cool. Um, <laughs> you're like, and, uh, and, and you're going off track. Awesome. So, yeah, we, we, we did a lot of things we couldn't do uh, all along the road. It just, I realized that it, there, there are rules and there are exceptions to the rule. Right. And I feel like, not that the world owes me anything and, you know, it, I'm not an advocate of you know breaking rules. I'm an advocate of knowing the rules so that you know when to break them. Um, but that I, I really find if there's a higher purpose that people can see and understand quickly, people tend to be more forgiving. Sure. Um, so uh, we 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 were not supposed to sell grilled cheese sandwiches at rest stops then, and sometimes um, police officers or people would come up and tell us that we had to move on and. Sometimes they'd buy a sandwich before they, you know, before they left and right. told us that we had to go or said, you got, you know, 20 minutes, whatever. I want to taste one of these grilled cheese sandwiches. Do you have to take me to dinner and tell me I look pretty first? <laughs> if you want the sexy kind, grilled cheese. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, they, I'll it, stick with the regular grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was a, it, to this day, we look back on it and realize that it, it was it was the unexpected magical twist in the whole adventure mm-hmm. was that we had a desire to meet the extra, most extraordinary people in the world and we really didn't know how to do that and back then you, you know you had to sh- call a office and work your way up a food chain or you, 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 there wasn't just a way to get through to people like there are Twitter accounts and different ways that you can reach people today. Back then, you, you couldn't get through unless you got through the gatekeepers. And, right. And one, of, one of my favorite sp- uh, parts about the movie that I saw, um, and understand I only saw the short 13-minute short movie. We can um, get you the download of the feature. I would love to see it. I'd cool. love to see it. But uh, is when you called Henry Winkler and uh, – Henry answers the phone. And he's like Hen- Henry Winkler's office, and you're like, "This is Henry Winkler," and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> dude." Henry Winkler answers his own phone, which is awesome. He's so awesome. So he is. He is. He is one of the most truly iconic people. His his at the Smithsonian. You know, two Archie Bunker's chair is there, and really? right next to. Arthur Fonzarelli's leather jacket. I mean, wow. He's, he's, he's truly at the time when there were four television channels and yeah. happy days is one of the biggest things on the whole planet. And he has all the right to be as full as himself as he'd want to be. And he is just a inquisitive, just, he's still a student he's still a learner he's still yeah. he's in and in and because he's so sweet that way and and still like a kid and still playing uh he's become very very wise i i, I like to say that um uh the fonz is my yoda really yeah i That's get to awesome. say that i don't know it's cool i think it sounds cool to me yeah well it's it's crazy because you know you saw him as fonz as this tough guy but then you've seen him throughout, you know, the rest of his career, and he's just like the sweetest guy ever. You're like, I want that guy as my dad or my uncle, you know. Um, he's he's very funny and very. Um, he he really, I, I feel 
blessed that, 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 that I get to call him a friend and he really elevated me. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had a really good idea or, I mean, it took us a long time to turn it into a good idea. It wasn't a good idea at, at the start. It was a good concept and it had a lot of potential, but it took years of really whittling it and working it and understanding it. Most people I think today want to be successful right away. And I just, I don't know how that is. It just takes time to mature right. it and understand it and know who we are and know what it is and know all it just, it, for me, it, it, it takes time. And we had trusted this process and, had no idea how it was going to get elevated. We just knew that if we stayed on point, it would. And through a whole range of serendipity, even the fact that I got to meet Henry Winkler, I got to meet Henry Winkler because I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I had been a student body president, as I mentioned earlier. And one of the other things I was is because of being a student body president, I got invited to be part of the Rotaract uh, Club, which is the collegiate level of Rotary. Uh, where you have all these uh, biz- uh, you know, community leaders meet um, at you know lunch. Maybe you've seen them going into a town where Rotary meetings. And these uh, for years, it was a very important part of our business culture. And top CEOs and executives and the movers and shakers of a community would meet uh, and have lunch and share resources and help each other and grow together. And the collegiate level was a model of that. And the invitation was if you were a collegiate level, you know, if you were a part part of the rotary in college and you were part of that Rotaract member, you could go to any rotary lunch anywhere in the world and go for free and just meet people that way. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, the secret sauces, if you will, of my journey was that I knew that if I couldn't find anybody, I could go to a rotary meeting in any town and get a chance to meet some people and tell them what I was doing. And, and so I had gone to a rotary meeting in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was at this high flute and country club, and my, uh, my bus is there. This is before I picked up the other travelers. It was me and my dog. I pull up my bus next to the 18th fairway and right there's the country club across the street. And before I go in to go for three hours or two hours and go eat, I figured I'd let my dog out. So I grabbed the frisbee and I'm throwing the frisbee on the 18th fairway of this really hoity toity country club as my dog runs and he's amazing and can jump up all four paws and catch the frisbee and bring it back so i'm giving him five or six good throws he's running and catching it and then i you know pull out some water and put him in the bus you know and he's like totally psyched you know he just had a good time and and then i go into the meeting and so i did that and i didn't realize but somebody had seen me going into the meeting and as i'm walking he goes are you that guy that was throwing the frisbee and i said yeah he said why don't you sit next to me and so i sat next to him and we started talking and it turned out that he was uh on the board for the credit scott king um conference martin luther king's widow he was on the the board for her and they created a conference um where they bring in all the americorps volunteers and so he was on this board and he said you got to come and be a part of this and when he learned what we were doing he said i really like you to to speak at the event and um and I said, oh, I guess it's crazy because I was a Vista volunteer in, in college. So it's a kind of the American version of, of America. It evolved into AmeriCorps. Right. And so I, I had roots in volunteerism. And so that was even even better. And he's like, oh, my God, you did that and you're doing this. And, oh, my gosh, come and speak. So I got a chance to meet Coretta Scott King. And then on the board of directors for her cause was Bill Sessions, the director of the FBI. And so I got to meet them, to meet Bill. And then I said,
said, can I interview you, Bill and, uh, and Greta? And, uh, Bill said yes. And so did Greta, but uh, Bill said yes. And I said, um, any relations to Jeff Sessions? No, okay. but he, uh, he said, um, I'll meet you, but I live in Texas. And I said, well, we'll see if we come to Texas. And if we do, can I call you? And he said, absolutely. So we ended up, when we got to Texas, we ended up interviewing the director of the FBI which was really wild. And then we, of course, at the end of the interview said to the director of the FBI, do you have any friends? Uh, <laughs> of course. And, and we weren't sure if he, you know, he had any, but he, it turns out he's got lots of friends. Sure. And he said, um, we said, you know, do you think anybody else that we should talk to? And he said, yeah, I, I'm really good friends with governor Ann Richards of Texas. Right. So Bill Sessions is a, is a Republican. Uh, governor Richards is a Democrat. And so he hooks us up and says to go meet uh, Governor Richards, who's this fascinating whippersnapper, you know, no gobbledygook kind of powerhouse sure. Southern lady in a Texas environment. She was a Democrat. I totally remember her. She was, she's an amazing woman, amazing human being. Uh, and we got a chance to meet her and we ended up, uh, we, we came up with this crazy idea that I was going to play a game of checkers with her during my interview. So we set mm-hmm. up a checkers board and she kicked my ass playing checkers, but we had a great talk and it was awesome. Awesome. And then at the end, we said, hey, do you, do you have any friends? And she said, are, where, are you going to California? And we said, um, yeah, we think we're going there. On, we're on our way there now, kind of. Uh, we're, you know, we're in Texas, but we'll make our way there eventually. And she said, well, good, because I want to introduce you a friend of mine, um, actor Henry Winkler. And we said, oh, wow, this is incredible. So through a whole range of serendipity sure. and people moving us uh, forward, uh, Joseph Campbell said, how do you know when you're following your bliss, when you're on your higher purpose? He said, the invisible hands kick in sure. and begin to guide and maneuver. And those hands have definitely maneuvered us. And so we yeah, got- I have a lot of the same I bet. with myself. Is in, as soon as you start to meet one person, all of a sudden it's like, boom, you're being guided and back to meeting all these other people and it's just like whoa next thing you know your network is just huge it's uh for for us, I don't. Even, we didn't even think in terms of networks back then. Now I, you know, now I'm a more savvy. But back then, we were just so naive. It was just just a matter of we we genuinely wanted to learn from wise people, right. and that was our only objective. We wanted to sit down and we wanted to find out what you learned and what where you struggled and what uh, what mistakes that you made and what what lessons took you the longest to learn and and what are your top guiding principles and how do you define success and it just we just were just so hungry to learn and it was in those conversations that people felt compelled to want to to they wanted their friends to have the experience to talk to us as much as we wanted to talk to them right now how'd you get to jimmy carter jimmy carter i was in atlanta at the same time where i was at this tossing the frisbee well yeah the same time i was tossing the frisbee um i realized that i was in a, a town where a former president lived Gotcha. And so while I was running around there, I just set my sights to meet a president. And so I, we called three, took three months of calling essentially. And we were told no 30 times and mm-hmm. just took, took no, sometimes, you know, no is a no. And sometimes no is a not now. And, and oftentimes I think that people who are so busy, the one thing they don't have enough of is time. Sure. And so the one thing that I'm desiring from people is the one thing they don't have enough of. And so the gatekeepers who are protecting them, their job is to 
politely and gently say no sure. to 97% of the requests. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I kind of knew that intuitively. And then I thought, well, if I took the first no and walked away, then that just put me in a bunch of a whole bunch of other people. And if mm-hmm. I, as long as I'm respectful and I don't, I don't, I walk the fine line between being persistent and bothersome and stay persistent. And that's a tough one. For sure. I made many mistakes and yeah. crossed, failed many times in the pursuit of learning how to do that and then, and was committed. So I, not getting them was okay because it was about getting them. Right. And so I just stayed on path and learned how to navigate those. And some people were enrolled by what we were doing and other people weren't. And the people that were enrolled sometimes could do it right away and be like, absolutely. And other people, it would take three months of really showing them that we were serious and that we were committed and that we'd be good stewards and that we would handle it with reverence. And as we built relationships with people, which I think is something that people don't do today is that, and we talked to a bunch of young people, um, and they say that that's the thing that's hard to do is build real relationships with people in real time sure. and, and to uh, elim- I, I like to say that the journey for me was always about eliminating other people's doubt mm-hmm. that I had this idea and everybody went, I don't think you can do that. And then my whole job was to just keep eliminating people's doubt and showing them that we could do it and we can do it and we are doing it and we're still doing it. And we're not sure what it is yet, but we're doing it mm-hmm. and we're going to continue to do it. Whether you think it's a good idea or not, we're committed that it's a good idea. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but we, this can't be wrong. It just has too many, too much good goo all around it. Everybody's said, you right. know, the people that we're impacting, the people that are impacting us, the transference of knowledge that's happening, this has got to amount to something meaningful. Mm-hmm. And we won't know what that is until it comes into focus. And it certainly isn't going to come into focus at the beginning right. and not at the middle and not, in, you know, the, at the beginning of the third act, it's probably the, the dizziest and the lack, the lack of cl- the most lack of clarity that I ever had was in the third act going into the final, mm-hmm. you know, and after three acts of going for it felt more lost and more full of shit. And like this, I, took everybody on this crazy ride and it wasn't going to turn out to anything. And then just kept in that uncomfortable space, pushed forward just a little bit more and then came out of that total uncertainty into tremendous clarity. And then everything moved very fast. And then that's coming back full circle where Henry saw us right as we pushed through that fear and we sat down with him with, total clarity and ready to just go for it and to really do what we came to do. And he felt that from us, saw that from us and then said, um, I'm going to help you. And then was the, was the catalyst to bring us to Disney and the catalyst to bring us to ICM and to Billy Crystal and help. He, he was the, like I said, he was our Yoda. He, he really right. did. He helped, he helped move us to the next level of, of this journey. Right. And Billy Crystal was at his prime right then too for sure he was he's so smart and funny as hell funny and and real you know real too it's like he's like a natural funny though but just him being real he's also being funny quick yeah quick Quick sharp just and all of them i I, you know i think that if, if i've learned anything meeting all these iconic people if i had a a a stand in the world that I wanted to keep reminding everyone is just 
to keep demystifying celebrity. Mm-hmm. The, the people who I met are human, human and-, and just staying on Henry for a minute. I mean, Henry told me a story about how he was at the Dodger game and they put him on the big screen and then 50,000 people are chanting, you know, Fonzie, Fonzie, and then he's got to get escorted out of there by the police because people are, you know, so excited that he's there. They bring him through the back tunnel. He gets in the car and then he's in line with everybody else trying to get out of the stadium. And then his 16 year old daughter's pissed at him for not letting him go right. to the, you know, to the high school dance. And just it, it, uh, yeah, For, in my experience now, everybody is just doing the the best and, and they that's, can. That's one of the things that I like for people to know when I have celebrities on my show is that they get to get to know them and know that they're just real, normal people, just like you and I, and um, they're just doing their thing. That's their job. You know, we all have different jobs. One may be in front of a camera making us laugh. One may be creating killer music for us to enjoy. Um, one may be freaking on a bulldozer. You know, it, it doesn't matter. We all have a job to do in this life. It's just, and we're all the same people. I, I, I believe that fundamentally. And things are not always as they appear. Yeah. You know, the people that, you know, one of my friends owns one of the top recording studios. And, in, 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 you know, think of every major artist that is you know, Grammy award winning and they've, they've recorded albums, you know, at this guy's studio. And, and I remember saying, man, you're so cool. Man. You got this really amazing studio and all these rock stars come and hang out and you throw parties there and you're awesome. And he said, yeah. he said, Oh, you, Oh, I don't think you understand what I do for a living. I said, what are you talking about? He said, man, I'm a, I'm an electrician who's in the room rental business. Right. And I thought that was wise. That is very that that is the core business that that guy really is in. He's a he's a, he's got a, rooms that he rents, and he's an electrician yeah. and keeps things working. And he just happened to take those skills and create an environment that's super awesome for people to come. That's amazing, right? But I, I I've always loved that just to remind me that things are just not people who are rock stars. My buddies, it's it, look, I, it's that's I've seen it. They 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 got to work their ass off. It's yeah. hard work. They're getting up at the crack of dawn to go do radio shows. They're trying to sleep during the day. They're then doing meet and greets. Then they're performing for three, four hours. Then oh, yeah. they're going to do another meet and greet. Then they're going to sneak away and try to get some rest because they got to do another morning show tomorrow. And, and jump on a bus. And then move. Yeah. it's uh, There's a price to pay for everything. Yeah. You know, people that we already know that are that that are iconic images that can't go outside without everybody knowing who they are. Those people have to that sucks. through back doors and yeah. wear masks and all kinds of communities. So, I, I think the the goal in life is just you know, it was it Oscar Wilde said, uh, "Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Mm-hmm. Just to be fundamentally who you are and not just be, be more of who you are and don't worry about what everyone else is doing." Right. Well, I operate a bulldozer. It's pretty fun. It's cool. It's a big Tonka toy. It's a big Tonka toy. You're like a you're a big kid on a Tonka toy. I can uh, totally see that. I'm such a big kid. But um, you know, back to Jimmy Carter for a second here, um, because there's one question that I don't know if you were able to ask him or you guys even talked about. Did you guys talk about aliens? Dude, because we, I know he saw aliens. So we uh, 
I could tell you that in my 20 minutes between him flying off to uh, doing a CNN inter- interview, talking to us, and then flying off to Ghana, uh-huh. uh, I, we were just ready to ask him about the aliens question, but then they had to scurry him off. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. We didn't I would, I would love to talk to him about aliens because he's le- a legitimate president that saw spaceships. Have you heard that story? I have not. It's fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got you to check it out. So, and that's one of the things I always ask my guests at the end of the show. I don't care who you are. Have you ever experienced anything supernatural? Um, whether it be ghosts, aliens, anything like that? Have you? You know, I have not. I don't really feel like I've had any ghostly encounters or had any extraterrestrial nothing activity. You know, I I I am um, I don't think I'm that interesting for them. I think in a planet, I'm just doing barely enough to be interesting here in the United States and around the you know around the world. But, right. but I don't you, think I don't think my gig's gotten interplanetary. Yeah, yet. but here's the thing: is you've been to so many amazing places, you've traveled everywhere. You haven't came across some places that whether it be an old hotel or something, and just get something's happened. You know, you know, I, I, I there's a part of me that wants to see that and experience it. I just I don't think I, I've really bumped into that. I'm very mystical and I right. and I see the world very I, I have I have lived a life that's very much more like a hobbit on an adventure. Right. And so I look for the omens and I I'm I'm I'm, I'm paying attention to all that. And I I definitely know that there is a connectivity of all things and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pay attention to because I've had some really creepy crap happen to me, really creepy stuff where people are popping up over the side of the bed, walking by my doors, stuff, you know, right there happening in front of my face. So yeah, I'm always curious to know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that stuff after the after the show, but uh, yeah, I'm always curious to know if anybody's ever, especially somebody like you, because like I said, you have been. In almost every state state in the U.S., yeah? I've been to every years in the country a few times now, and we've been to 30 countries maybe. Wow. Of course, of all of it. Wow. I love it. Right now, we're, we're really committed to traveling all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a new series that uh, we started off being a series. I, it, it is a series, and it's also... Um, uh, it's also turning into a card game, which we're really excited about, uh, a conversations game where we get to um, ask the world questions, really. that uh, I think the, the intention for us is that a lot of people are talking, uh, the world's full of talkers, and we want to inspire more question asking. We think that that's, that's the way to listen, that's the way to learn, it's the way to build community and connect. So we, we um, as a guy who's had the privilege of talking to Iconic, legends and to rock stars and to people like that i've always been intrigued about everyday people too and that um wisdom comes from all places and so we have set out with the intention to honor the wisdom of everyday people and we've created a series called three things where we have gone around the world asking complete strangers uh on the street questions and the why it's called three things is the questions will walk up to some woman or man or child or just somebody that looks interesting and will excuse me can we talk to you and then um we'll 
put a camera or a phone on them and, and ask them a question that always has three three things in it. So it'll be hence the three things you asked me in the beginning. So it'll be yeah three. What are what are three lessons that your family taught you? Just to some kid that we just met on the street. Like hey, what are three lessons that your family taught you, or your dad taught you, or your mom right. taught you? What are uh, what are three things that you would like to share with your younger self? What are three lessons that have taken you the longest to learn? What are three things you've learned about communication? What are three things you've learned about trust or betrayal? It, it, it goes all What are three things you, are your greatest challenges you're facing right now? Right. What are three things you'd like to tell the world? Just it, We make them up on the spot as we're looking sure. at somebody in the eye. And what we've discovered is that it doesn't matter where we are in the world. When asked the right question, Everyone has three things to say about something. Sure, sure. They're absolutely. profound. The, when, it, when it really clicks, uh, people who have seen the series say that uh, they're like uh, mini TED Talks from everyday people. Just everyday people that, you, that I wouldn't expect to have profound wisdom or life experiences that impact me do. And people, we, what we're discovering from this series is that uh, as we've done this and recorded people is that we really are a lot more alike than we are different. Right. And that it, it, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to remember. And in, in, in the interviews that we're doing, they're just raw on the street with everyday people. And what we're discovering too, from the series is that it's increasing people's empathy levels for others. Mm-hmm. So people who are watching the series are able to bring more compassion to their lover, or to their coworker. They realize that everyone is walking around with a big story that none of us know until we ask. Right. Uh, you know, that's, it reminds me of something me and my son do every evening. Uh, we sit around, we have dinner and if we have guests over, we get them involved as well. Um, we always ask, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? And if there's anything that you can change, what would it be about that part of that day? You know, about or about that day. And it's you get all kinds of really cool answers, you know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's great. Well, you're you're a facilitator of conversation. That's a that's a that's a beautiful. I, I, in a mystical way, I think about what people do. It's like the people who can bring people together to talk mm-hmm. story, man, that is, that is a profound service to the world. Yeah. Really. And you're doing a wonderful job of it, my friend. Uh, same, same. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many books do you have out now? Well, we have one book. So uh, we, we, we like to do, at least for me, I, I, once I do something, I like to not do it again and, take on a different creative pursuit. So we, we created a film that, that played in theaters and all that. And that, that film, most people are usually people write a book that becomes a movie. Uh, We of course did it ass backwards. Mm -hmm. We made a movie and then turned that into a book. And then that was based on all the lessons that we learned from these amazing people. What did we deduce from all these incredible interviews? Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the book is based on a couple things. The, the first thing is based on the journey principle, which is to know the road ahead, ask those coming back. And that is the idea of that is as the reader of the book, whoever has the book in their hand, it's really an invitation for them to not, not, like study my journey because my journey was my journey, but to look at their own journey and sure. say, Hey, what, 
in your life, what is it that you want to have more of? What do you want to learn? What do you want to build? What do you want to create? Where do you want to go? And then figure out where those areas are and then pick five people that are in your life or have you have access to or even don't have access to, but pick five people that, that if you met them, they would help you become smarter, faster, and wiser towards the thing that you want. So the invitation of the book is to pick five people and then uh, take them out for a cup of coffee. I would definitely pick you as one of them. <laughs> I definitely would. <laughs> well, you're sweet. Uh, thank you. The, the, and then, then there's um, a whole bunch of quotes that we've gathered that, um, that have just been the things that we use to remind ourselves to keep our heart open and our mind full of possibilities. So we use those quotes as, as fuel to go risk and to go play big and to go after things that we didn't really have the credentials to do. But we kept these quotes in our minds and in our hearts so that it gave us power to, sure. to, to be more courageous. And then the, the last half of the book is all the questions that we use during the interviews. Mm-hmm. So then now the book has become part book, part journal, and people can answer questions for themselves, which is, again, one of the fundamental great lessons that we learned is that people who live extraordinary lives over decades aren't doing it by blind chance or magic. They are mm-hmm. doing it because they have architected their lives in a way that gives them those results. And they have, they didn't, they, if, when I asked them what their definition of success was or what the definition of wealth was or what the definition of um, happiness was, they took time to define all those things. They knew what their guiding principles were and that gave them a very strong rudder for their boat to to move through the world. Yet so many people don't take time to define anything. And what we've seen is that the people who don't take time to define what truly matters to themselves end up being in a boat without a rudder. And now they just they work round the clock and put in countless hours towards something, but in the end feel unfulfilled. Right. And we certainly don't want that. I, mean, I, I, I don't want anyone that's in my life to feel unfulfilled. It's one of the, what makes you feel fulfilled? Great question. I, for, for me, it has always been two things at the very beginning of my life. Before I knew anything, there were just two guiding principles for me that became really clear to me when I was young. And that was love people and be curious. Mm-hmm. And I've just followed that my whole life. Just those two things. Just I love people and be curious. And that has kept me engaged with humanity in a beautiful way. And by being curious, it has given me the opportunity to be a lifelong learner. And that has been the greatest ride of all. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And right now you're living over in Maui, living the dream too. Yeah. I, I am so blessed. I grew up with my dad being paralyzed, mom being a stay at home, you know, my dad being a stay at home mom really. And, and, um, uh, out of default, my mom being the breadwinner, uh, we grew up in a condo, uh, and, um, you know, I, I ate mostly microwavable foods right. and watched lots of television, TV and, dinners and yeah, TV dinners. And just, I was, I was completely in that world. And then now I, couldn't have created a life that was 
farthest from that. I live now in the most remote island chain in the world, in the most remote part of that most remote island chain on a 160-acre organic farm off the grid <laughs> where we don't watch TV. We certainly don't use the you microwave. You don't have electricity. Uh, well, yeah, we, we, we have solar. Yeah. And um, we eat food mostly from the land and are into regenerative um, What are you growing out there? We we have a, essentially a food forest that I've I've been again I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of a community which is again a different thing I grew up very isolated lone wolf parents were angry so we didn't have lots of friends and it wasn't it wasn't a big social scene it was more of a survival where mm-hmm. you know I grew up and then now I'm part of this amazing community of people where there's just there's such wisdom and community and there's such love and nurturance and the ability to and it's not easy being in community is super hard in the sense of sure. you can't run you can't hide you can't bullshit people too too far because yeah, people can right sniff there. it out smell it out they know it so there's a lot of accountability there's a yeah. lot of integrity there's a lot of showing up powerfully what are you contributing it's not about a taker society it's all about a contribution society there's so many great things and b- being in that community um has has opened up my mind so much and my heart so much to different practices that I think are. Are you doing a lot of trading um, throughout the community? The community itself has has an abundant nature. So if if something is going off, if one farm has something going off as a term that all of a sudden we got choke bananas or we right. choke, you know, Whatever it is, uh, whatever, whatever it is that's going off that ha- people have an abundance of, they will absolutely share with everyone else. And then, then the same thing in turn, when other people have abundance, they share. Sure. Um, to answer your question, we have Ramadan and lychee and mm. mangoes and papayas and we have cacao. kale and we have cacao and we have um, avocados and we have turmeric and we have ginger and yeah. we have just it, it is it one of the sayings that i really love to say is when you drink the water remember who dug the well right and i i happen to be part of this incredible community and we're doing our part to contribute and really the 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 we get to come in because people were paying attention 30 years ago Mm-hmm. And they were planting, and they were they were they were nurturing the land, and they were they were they were paying attention to to be of service in that way. So I, I get to come in with lots of abundance, but that's on the the backs and hard work of people. How long have you been living there? Uh, I've been living in this community for nine years. Now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're rooted in there now. I'm every time I drive up the hill with my lady and we park at the bottom of this big steep hill that takes us up into the rainforest and we turn on some really good music and we hold hands and we just have this kind of prayer and we drive up, which is, I still have a Volkswagen bus. So it's a real feat just to get up a hill anyway. So we drive this Volkswagen up the hill. And then just as we get into the canopy of trees, (laughs) my lady and I, we high five each other and, uh, and say, Ah, the hobbits let us back into the Shire again. (laughs) Now, do you guys got waterfalls and creeks in there? Do you ever go prawning? Uh, I haven't gone prawning. People do in the neighborhood. And yeah, we have, we have 
waterfalls. I'm going to set up some traps for you when, when I come to visit. And uh, so literally you can just throw these traps in the creek, um, throw some cuckoo nuts or coconut or even, a, believe it or not, they love this thing, a Coors Light can. Something about the silver, just throw it right in the trap and come over the next morning. Dude, that thing's going to be full of big prawns. And we're going to be laughing our brains out. Dude, I'm in. Yeah. That sounds great. But, you know, you talk about this amazing woman. Um, you know, I got to meet her. She is an amazing woman. And you are a very, very lucky man. And you guys are, um, you know, you've you've made your movies. Um, you've got your book out right now, uh, Live in Wonder. You know, um, you're traveling all over the world. Uh, doing speaking engagements, you know, motivational speaker, you know, keynote speaker. Um, now you guys, from what, you know, I was talking to you guys about, you guys are wanting to start a whole new deal now, you know, um, a YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, we, we have the YouTube channel for, thank you for the, we have the three things series, which we've just begun, right. um, documenting. So they're, uh, every episode is uh, three people, three minutes, three questions. Right, and we're just experimenting. A lot, a lot of times, we make things. We go, we don't. We, people will come to us and go, "I like it. I don't know what it is yet, but I like it." Right, that's always a good sign for us. And I think we've we we began documenting it. People are saying that it's uh, like it's it has a humans of new york vibe too and it 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 uh it has the ted talk vibe mm-hmm. um it's just really an opportunity i think to 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 just appreciate everyday people and the series is what i'm most excited about is that we we're documenting these 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 interviews and it's evolving already like all all things that i've been a part of the the the, the best ideas come at the end you know and what i thought was the thing turns out to be the beginning of something that's even bigger if i keep going and so the series has been a beautiful exercise and we're committed to creating these interviews and what we've realized is how profound the questions are and now we've um we're in the last throes of creating a game um and really it's it's an opportunity for people to have uh, the ability to create community and open up dialogues and get people talking in 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 their worlds. Sure. So we have uh, forty four questions that are all three things questions, and we've worked as a total community of culling them down so that they're all accessible and people can answer them, and they really produce really extraordinary answers. We've put a lot of love into the questions, and then we want to encourage people to engage what we think we've stumbled upon here is a breakthrough in techno a question or communication technology that the power of a three things question has the ability to transform relationships. Uh, what I mean by that is that traditionally people will say, how is your day? And somebody says, fine, good, uh, great. But that, that, that really doesn't transfer anything. Sure. Somebody says, hey, what's one thing you learned, which I have made a career out of asking what's one thing. I've gotten really great answers with one thing. Um, but people already have a usually a pre-programmed answer. They, they, one thing isn't so hard to come up with, and people kind of have that. But when asked what are three things, now everybody has to take a moment. The, people, the person who's generating those three things has to come up with one idea come up with a second idea and then oftentimes that third idea 
I, I watch it happen. They've got to they've got to reach for it, and the answer that comes up joyously or hauntingly surprises themselves. Like it, it, it impacts people because they've had to really go someplace they weren't expecting. And I've watched people cry and laugh and feel proud of themselves. And because they've reached into and, and, and allowed something to bubble up within them, the, 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 the unexpected, like a uh, burp that happens, emotional burp that mm-hmm. people, like it pops out. It impacts the person who's saying it and it impacts everyone who's listening. Sure. So everyone gets impacted by it. So we've got this series that we, we created. We've got this game that we want families and communities and businesses and uh, yoga classes and people because it, it, it creates a container for everyone to be seen and heard in a profound way and knowledge and wisdom and, and humor is transferred very quickly. Then we have uh, the desire to not only let it rest there, we were looking as you know how can we really make a contribution to the world and uh, what what would that look like and so besides playing the game or the series we have an invitation for people to take the three things questions and utilize it in their own life and so we want people to ask uh have a have a young man uh, ask a three things question of uh, his grandfather or have a uh, a a young woman to ask her mother or have people go interview people on the street or wherever it is, but to take questions and go record interviews with other people and then share that on social media so that we can create a movement out there where people are honoring people and asking questions and sharing that wisdom. And then it'll go well beyond us and give people an opportunity to genuinely connect with one another. If we've right. In, in, in our in our journey so far, we're hearing from everywhere from corporate America to we just gave a commencement address for a high school graduation. Everywhere we're going, people are sharing with us that with all this technology, there is some really incredible communication exchanges that happen with those technologies. And there's some great ones. And one of the things that is starting to suffer is our ability to genuinely connect with each other mm-hmm. on a real interpersonal relationship. Right. We can do it digitally, but we're losing our ability to talk with one another. And I think this, this whole idea of asking people three things is an attempt to slow that atrophy down. I agree 100%. And also doing podcasts. You know, it's it's getting people to talk, you know. Um, have you been thinking about doing a podcast? Because I think you'd be great at it. You know, we're, we're, uh, you've inspired us for sure, and um, you're, you're helping us see the benefit of doing it. We, uh, I, we've, we've really been in the development of an idea. We've been really cautious to go out into the world too fast, too, too quick, until we really knew who we were, what we were, and what our contribution was going to be. I'm going to disagree with you. I think you should jump right into it. <laughs> well, I think we're, I'm at the, jump I'm at, into it. I'm at, 10, I'm at 10 years to become an overnight success right now. <laughs> Dude, so you've been doing this so long, and you are so good at what you do. Um, it doesn't matter. Start off with just an idea. Hey. I want to do this. I have this little idea and it's going to morph. It's going to change. It's going to develop. Maybe you have five different podcasts. It switches out into, but jump into it. Don't waste any time. We're a, we're a yes. Are you a yes? Yeah. Okay. Because here's what I'm going to do for you right now. I'm going to help you boost your podcast that you're going to start. 
Okay. That little podcast recorder I got, it was given to me. Brand spanking new. It's what started me. I'm going to give it to you. Oh, man. That's okay. cool. And uh, torch, the torch is, is. And I don't want yeah. you to waste any time. And that's exactly what was told to me. Okay. Ex- exactly what I'm telling you right now is what was told to me. Don't waste any time. Start right away. Start sitting people down. Start recording. Okay. We're in prime time of this podcast world just blowing up. People from all over the world listen to podcasts all day long. What are three things you've learned doing a podcast? Oh, three things I've learned doing a podcast. Okay. Um, let, you know, I have learned to listen. You know, I've always been the talker, you know, so I've learned to listen a lot, um, which is really good. Um, uh, learn not to over talk over people because I used to be really bad at that because once again, I've always been the talker. Um, and, uh, I've learned that. You know, people are amazing people, and it doesn't matter who you are, you know, and everybody's got a killer story. Everybody's got something to say. Um, and it's just, you know, sitting down and getting to know them. And it's, it's changed me as a person, absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, from being just super aggro sometimes, you know, to just being like loving everybody, you know. Just like you said earlier, it's all about loving everybody. And uh, this has definitely given me the opportunity to be able to do that. So, um, but I'm all about n- n- enough about me. It's all about you right now. Um, <laughs> you're trying to switch things around on me. But uh, no, seriously, I want you to take that thing and I want you to get to work ASAP it's and a- start recording honored thank you the in in the mystical realms the hero uh here's the call to adventure and i've definitely as of late been called to do a podcast although we haven't done one you're a fucking motivational speaker dude why do you not have a podcast yeah, i would live it off the grid on a farm do we just we just, we just you know. well even better you can sit on your farm <laughs> and do recordings go into hana once in a while when you get some internet do a we transfer to my boy in a, uh machete yeah boy uh in la and just whether it's you just talking to yourself talking to your beautiful woman or your neighbors you know and popping them out. Dude, I'm going to promote them. I know everybody else is too. It's awesome. So where I was going with that whole thing of the, the hero's journey is that usually the, like the, the person, to, to, but they follow the call to adventure. There's a, a, a threshold guardian, somebody that helps take the, the hero to the next level. And usually that 
um, that mentor, that, that Obi-Wan Kenobi, that Yoda character will end up giving, uh, the person on the journey some tool that will help them get there. And so you've just done exactly that. You have, you have created the thing that, that I'm will give you your light, lightsaber. You did, right? Exactly. <laughs> get out there awesome, and dude. take out the darkness. Yeah. You're saying go do it, which I appreciate. So thank you for, for, um, yeah. I like to say, I like to think that we're you and me and, and, and all of our friends, it's the mutual admiration society. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so stoked to have you guys in my life now that I can call you guys friends. For sure. And, same, same. Um, I can't wait to come over and visit you. you come, come over. And we're going to do more podcasts. Dude, I can't wait to have you come over. And for the folks that are listening, we'd like to stay in touch with you too. We're just super grateful to be Now, where can everybody find you? Let's talk about your movie. Let's talk about your books. Let's uh, social media website. What you know? Let's throw it all out there. So if if anyone is interested in having um, I, I, come talk, um, I've been in really. And trust me, you want him out there because I just saw this action last night and it was legit. It's so fun talking to high school students. It was a real um, honor to to welcome high school students into their next phase. Traditionally, that's I, I do that from time to time, but a big part of my. My my journey has been speaking to um, uh, universities and and corporations all over the world and helping them with leadership and communication and um, sales, team building, that kind of thing. Um, so that you can come to ericsapperston dot com e r i c s a p e r s t o n dot com. That's where our speaking site is, and then we have a. A big initiative around the important role wonder plays in all of our lives um, after meeting all these extraordinary people and looking at the commonalities that enable these people to do what they do over decades is that we've really come to realize that the the people who, at least for me, the people that I admire, the people that I respect, the people that are joyous, the people who are lit up, the people who are just moving through the world with with a with a hop in their step and a smile in their heart there's people like that that i want to be around mm-hmm. uh, those people that and there's there's a lot more of those than they're not they're they're out there and what they all have in common is that they all live with a sense of wonder that that is something that every child on this planet was born with and it doesn't matter where you grew up or what your socioeconomics are or what your philosophy is in life. None of it matters. What Every child on this planet was born with a sense of curiosity, a sense Absolutely. of uh, asking questions, a sense of play, a sense of adventure. And what we've discovered is that that is something that every kid has. And then there is an entire system designed to tell all the kids at some point how that's not effective anymore and that they need to they need to cut that off and the ironic twist is that while that's true and people say that the very people who get up excited and live these amazing lives over decades are people who did not sell that out. They kept it. They nurtured it. They celebrated it. And it was that very nature that enabled them to live an extraordinary life. And so we now have a, a global campaign um, around wonder and looking at how we can use film and television and spoken word and poetry and performance art to cause more wonder in the world to create more wonder in the world to 
guide people back to their own sense of wonder. Sure. So we have a, that, that website is liveandwonder.com. L I V E I N W O N D E R live in wonder.com. And that's also the title of our book, which was the result of our, our film on our website. You can certainly um, pick up the book um, and you can download uh, the journey film. Um, the film has impacted millions of people around the world. It's really a, an entrepreneurial story, a, a coming of age story, a, a follow your dream story. It's, it, it's got a lot of tentacles in it. And, um, and then the book has really um, been a great tool for people to engage in dialogues with those that matter to them, as well as take time to define uh, the guiding principles that will ultimately guide somebody to live an extraordinary life. Sure. What about social media? Uh, social media, we're at all the all the hot spots. Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter. Um, Facebook. Facebook. And, and what are we looking for? You, uh, live in wonder. Um, for all that and our youtube channel is live and wonder and that's where you can check out the episodes of three things and um also have uh, an eric sapperston youtube channel for speaking stuff that's awesome dude i'm so excited to have you on the show i'm so excited to see maybe you know maybe that's the same thing um you know live and wonder is the name of your podcast dude i have a gift for you you have a gift for me what is this Share share with that experience. Okay, this is a beautiful little. Um, what, what kind of jar would you call this? That's like a mini mason jar, right? A little mini mason jar with a little vacuum sealed stuck lid. There's a little scroll and a marble in here. And what is in this scroll? It's nicely tied. Don't lose your marvels. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Live in wonder. Dude, this is awesome. Thank you, buddy. My pleasure. It is such a treat, dude. I, w- these are one of the magic moments in which a chance meeting yes. turns out to be a lifelong friend. Yeah, because I was literally watching you um, give your speech last night. I was like, wow, this guy would be really good on the podcast. And uh, But then, you know, the rest of the, the night went on, and I was leaving. I totally forgot about you. I was actually going to walk up the stairs of the bleachers and something told me, nah, go this way. And all of a sudden, boom, there you were. And uh, I walked right up to you. I was like, hey, I'm Toes. Would you like to be on my show? (laughs) And uh, yeah, here we are now. Grateful. Uh, I'm I'm glad I said yes. And um, I'm glad you said yes. I'm glad. This is so fun. And uh, I appreciate you. And um, I look forward to you coming over and visiting us. Oh, I can't wait. And the great thing is you have deer on your property and pigs. So I'm bringing over my bow and arrow. And you live next to a good friend of mine, Daze O'Connell. And uh, yeah, so I'm so excited. I'm Like I said, we're family now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think talking story is something that I've come to appreciate so much living here in Hawaii that the whole idea is that our world is moving so fast. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for all of us just to remember to slow down. Slow it down. Look each other in the eyes and talk story. Yeah, good friends of mine, uh, pro surfers up on the North Shore of Kauai. They're a whole deal. Um, and you'll see stickers everywhere and it's just, they keep it simple and it's slow yourself down and that's it. And, uh, I love those guys. 
Yep. And if everybody can do that out there, just slow yourself down, live in wonder. Love it. It's a man. glorious world, man. Big fan of that statement. I got a, I got a feeling we're going to be doing a lot of podcasts over the years. Yay. And, uh, you know, I want you to um, just motivate the hell out of everybody out here. I've got a huge audience, and they are going to gobble you up, man. You're an amazing human being. It uh, takes one to know one, my friend. Can't wait to get your woman on the show, too. You mentioned earlier, I I really am so blessed. I have... I, uh, I, I, I dated so many people that I wanted it to work and I worked so hard to make it work and spent months into years banging something into existence that was just not going to do it. And I, and it both parties wanted it to work. So it just boxed it out for so long, ultimately just to, to come to the exhaustion of this isn't it. And I didn't even really know love was possible right. until I met Sarah. And when we met, uh, to, to have a friend and to have a real support and to be in cahoots and to be. I can see it's so mutual. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, uh, it's a game changer. Yeah. And I, I'm jealous. She, she's, people will think I'm interesting, but all you have to do is talk to her for a little while. Then you'll find that I'm really not that interested. Oh, I wanted her to be on the show too. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready. She's, I'm not ready. She's, she's, she's a, I a thought she was from human being. Yeah. She could be from Babylon. Because she loves the babble. She's a good talker. <laughs> uh, see, I was thinking more like she's because he's a god, you know, like she's, well, that she's too. A warrior, princess, <laughs> oh, she, it's she, all about having fun, man. See, see, we it, need to be able to laugh at ourselves, you know, and just sure. and just have a good time. But she is an amazing, amazing woman. I've had a great time just sitting here before. You know, we've been talking for a couple hours before we even started this podcast, and. Getting to know each other and um, yeah, yeah it's, I love this. That's cool. I love this. We're well. Thanks. This is just the beginning. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show. Grateful. Thank thanks. You. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And until next time, uh, who we hope. Thanks, Eric, for being on the show, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Special thanks to all my sponsors, such as Maverick Sport Fishing. Um, If you're ever over here on the Big Island, this is the boat you want to be on. Uh, Check them out at mavericksportfishingkona.com or call Trevor at uh, 808-896-7985. These guys will get you completely hooked up. Tell them you heard it on Dozenos. Whether it's on a thousand pound marlin or a giant ahi, my my or ono, this boat's rad, man. You're gonna get a sunburn out there, so make sure you bring some sunscreen. They probably have it on the boat anyway. This thing's killer. It's uh, got bedrooms and bathrooms and living room and kitchen, and it's all stocked up and uh, it's air conditioned, which I love. Uh, the waters here in Kona are super calm and really smooth. Famous for the best marlin fishing in the world. So come check these guys out. Maverick Sport Fish in Kona dot com or uh, give them a call at 808-896-7985. Um, while you're over here, make sure you stop off at Kona Coffee and Tea before you get on that boat and go get you a fresh 100% 
Kona Coffee and uh, get you all jacked up, have some fun. Um, that stuff's grown locally right here up on the mountains. It's actually growing right now. The cherries are ready. They're picking them. Um, so delicious. So go check them out, KonaCoffeeandTea.com. Tell them you heard it on Doe's Nose. They'll get you all wired up. And um, also, speaking of wired up, we've got green organic energy drink. This stuff is so good. You guys have no idea. You'll never drink like a Monster or a Red Bull ever again once you have one of these because they're totally organic. They're vegan. They're gluten-free. It's all super, super good stuff for you. It's just pretty much coconut water, man. Kale and, and green tea. But the way they put it together is so delicious, and how it works is insane. And they have four different flavors. They have the original flavor. They have the lychee flavor, you know, the Asian fruit. Super, super good. They also have, um, oh, mosquito just about landed on my nose. Uh, they also have guava and pineapple. So it's... Dude, this stuff is legit. Got to go check them out. Speaking of legit, go check them out at drinkgreenenergy.com and get, you ready for this? 25% off any of their products, drinks, gear, and it's free shipping. You can't beat that. 25% off with those nose. That's crazy. So go do it. Drinkgreenenergy.com. Punch in promo code DOZNOS for 25 percent off hurley clothing best clothing I, I think it's the best clothing around you know uh, whether you're in the water or out of the water their clothing is just rad they're from their stretchy shorts to their wetsuits to the skinny jeans which i cannot fit in but uh they do have normal size jeans as well um, go check them out at hurley.com see what kind of deals are going on tell them you heard it on Doe's nose Also, GoPro. GoPro has been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives. What began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport, GoPro has become a standard of how people capture themselves engaged in their interests, whatever they may be, from professional to consumer. Uh, GoPro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. For more information, go to GoPro.com or connect on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Um, Also, go to my website, DozeNose.com, where you'll have a direct link with my promo code that will give you a discount on all kinds of goodies that they have. Um, Right now, I know they have the Hero Black going for $3.99, and if you Turn in your old GoPro, you get 100% off. That's 299 bucks for a brand new black. That's uh, pretty badass. So go check them out, gopro.com or dozdoz.com. On it is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs through a wide array of products and supplements. Onnit combines cutting-edge science, earth-grown nutrients, and time-tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. So whether you're climbing mountains or biking down them, building businesses, chasing giant waves, 
or chase the checks in the, in the weight room. Who knows, man? Um, Onnit is the brand you want in your back pocket. As one of the fastest growing health and fitness companies in the world, Onnit refuses to bring anything but its very best to the market, whether it's its energy bars, protein shakes, or their flagship product, Alpha Brain, which is insane. On its diverse lineup of products and supplements are backed by science and research. Um, go check them out at onit.com backslash doze knows. You can save up to 10% just for visiting. They also have free trials in there. 100% money back guaranteed. You know, this stuff is legit, man. They've done all kinds of, um, you know, studies on this on these products. And they're all proven to work. So go check them out. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy everything. Hope you guys have a great week. Remember, if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, uh, hook me, go to dosenos.com, send me a message, and we'll try and see what we can work out and get you on here. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time, uh, who we hope.